Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for joining us on the uh, Happy Hour Quick Shot. Uh, there's no Ralph today, um, so instead I've got a special guest for you, a guy that really doesn't need an introduction, uh, but uh, of course it's Nick Underhill from The Advocate. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for giving us 10 minutes to talk things. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so um, you kind of had an article, and so the topic today, and, and with Quick Shots, we do 10 minutes on one Saints topic, and, and the topic today that I want to dive into is Saints running backs, and you had a post on The Advocate uh, that really kind of dived into it. And, you know, taking a step back, I felt like there were five things the Saints did this offseason offensively that were kind of major moves. Um, you know, obviously, number one, they trade away Cooks. They add – they bolster their offensive line with, you know, the Ramchex draft pick and, and Warford, who was the biggest investment in free agency. Uh, and then, of course, they also draft Kamara and Adrian Peterson. So – you know, your article kind of, you get interviews from the coaches and, and great sound bites that kind of talk about how this might be a little bit of a transition uh, to focusing more on the run. How, and I know you can't answer this, but in terms of a vision, in your gut, how do you feel like this snap counts play out now that they've got this crowded backfield of Ingram, Peterson, Kamara? How do they keep all these guys happy? Well, I, I think it's just keeping them happy. Peterson and Ingram got to kind of carry the heavy load. Now, I know right now everybody's saying that, you know, it's it's one with Ingram, one A with Peterson. I'm not entirely convinced that's exactly how it's going to play out. I mean, it might be more of a, you know, 50-50 type thing. Or if, look, if Peterson comes back and he's the guy he was two years ago, and I, I know that, that, that could be a stretch. He's 32. He's coming off the knee injury. He didn't play much last year. He only had the three games. His numbers weren't great last year, but Minnesota's line also wasn't great last year, so that, that could be part of the reason. But if he comes back and he's that guy, I'm not sure that you put the ball in Ingram's hands before his hands. I could see it going either which way. I could see I could see Peterson easily having more rushing yards than Ingram, but I could also see Ingram having more rushing yards than Peterson. So this is kind of a roundabout way saying, like, we kind of got to see how it works out. But, yeah, I think those two guys at the top, and then maybe Kamara gets three, four runs a game, and he does most of his damage in the passing game. But, yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed. I'm not sure that we're going to see a drastic philosophical change. But as I noted in my article, they ran front four times. They made all these moves this offseason. That suggests there's going to be more of a commitment to the running game with Ramchek, Warford, Peterson, Kamara. So, I mean – I think there's going to be a little bit more running, and if they run two more times per game last year, that would have put them in the top ten. That's not that big of a stretch. They had 17 fewer runs than Atlanta, and everybody likes to talk about how you know committed they are to the run. The difference between the Saints last year and Atlanta in terms of just gross overall runs really wasn't all that different. So I think if the defense is a little better, they're in a position where they can protect some leads. 
I could see that number going up to being like 09 or, or 2011 when they were top five, I believe, both years in rushing attempts. And I don't think that, you know, visually it would look drastically different. It's just it's three, four more, more runs a game, and, you know, you're still running everything through Breeze, but your numbers go up a little bit. Well, so I wanted to ask you about that, and your article is great, and Sean Payton actually has uh, a soundbite, a, a comment in there that, that's really interesting to me uh, about Kamara and how he's not exactly like Bush and Sproles. And, yes, there's going to be a lot of similarities with that role and, and that he'll be uh, the guy that kind of takes over, uh, hopefully, as a rookie immediately. Um, but it, it sounds like Payton maybe views him as a little bit more of a – uh, well-rounded player that can run. And so I, I took that quote to me, and maybe we will see Kamara uh, get more carries, um, if not this year, certainly down the road. Do you get that sense too? Yeah, I do. And even if you just, just watch him, when I, when I put it on after the draft, I, I didn't watch him much before the draft. I put on draft breakdown afterwards. And I was surprised by just how strong of a runner he is. I was expecting to see, you know, kind of a – I don't want to say soft, but like a smaller, shiftier guy that kind of attacks the edges and, and is doing things like that. But you watch him play, he, he's a strong runner. He breaks a lot of tackles. He's, guys bounce off him. He's very hard to tackle. He's got great balance. Did a lot of running between the tackles. And really, at Tennessee, he, he wasn't really the, this receiver that was moving all over. I'm sorry, running back that was moving all over the field, which kind of what I expected to see. I mean, I watched four or five games and only saw him out of the slot, I think, three times. But, I mean, obviously they, they think he can do that. His workout, Sean had him run through a lot of routes, do a lot of different receiver things to kind of evaluate him. But, yeah, I, I think he could be more of a more of a well-rounded player. It's just it's interesting because his finals carries for three guys, if there's three guys that, that need those kind of carries, it, it's kind of hard. So maybe it could be a down-the-line thing or – Maybe there's more running than we expect, or everybody's numbers go down in a, in a way. Ingram and Peterson maybe don't get the touch as we expect, but I think it's going to be hard for him to break into that top two as far as the between the tackles runner. If Peterson is what he was, and, and you know, I thought Ingram had a great year last year. He, he needs to get his touches too, so it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that all uh, how that all plays out. Okay. Well, I want to take your article a step further then, um, because. You talk about total number of runs, and obviously that's really important. But I think that that stat is maybe a little bit skewed in that the Saints lead the NFL in number of total plays by a pretty appreciable distance. So to me, the the really most salient stat is run percentage. Um, and if you look at 2006 and 2009, which were the two years where the Saints were most successful – uh, their run percentage was higher than 40%. Um, and every other season, so those were the two times they made the NFC Championship game or better. Every other season um, where they did worse than that, they were, they were running less than 40% of the time. And obviously, complementary defense, um, whether you have leads late in games, those, all, those are huge factors in whether you're running more or less. Um, how much do you – attribute like do you think Sean Payton and do you agree that it's important going into the season that they kind of feel like hey this is the magic number we've got to get to 40 percent plus running the football uh, I, I'd say no I'm last year well, it has to be close to like 60 40 last year it's probably like 60 38 something like that I'm, I'm guessing so yeah. uh, 
I mean, no, I don't think so. It comes down to the style of play. Like, you look at a – there's no magic number. You, you go back, I think it was two years, the Patriots and the Chiefs in the playoffs. The Patriots ran, I think, eight times with their running backs in that game, and, and they won the game. But there's no magic number. You, you get into a game, the style of play kind of dictates what you do. Mm-hmm. You're running into a brick wall, and you're averaging one, two yards a carry. I mean, yeah, there's value in just running the ball just to set other things up, but you can't run the ball 30 times a game if, if it's not going anywhere. If you're behind, you know, I, I, I don't think, you know. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm trying to make my point here. I mean, it's just, it's just, there is no magic formula. The game kind of dictates what you're doing. And if it was, you know, Peyton even said this last year, because there's this weird stat about them running 30 times per game and what their record is in those games. And it's like 9,080 and, you know, four losses or whatever. It's some crazy number, but, I think those runs are more of a symptom of how the games are played. It's a symptom of having a lead. If, if you're up and you need to burn some clock, you're going to run the ball more. If you're playing in close games or you're chasing, you aren't going to run the ball more. So I think mm-hmm. those numbers are, are a symptom of success more than the reason for the success. All right, well, we got about 45 seconds left, so last question. Uh, Traverse Cadet, Marcus Murphy, is it fair to say at this point, Alaska – I kind of feel like he gives something to the team in kickoff coverage where he is maybe on more solid footing if he can stay healthy. Barring injury, do these guys, I mean, they're on the outside looking in, right? Yeah, I think they're all they're all fighting for jobs. I think the top three are probably in there. You throw in a fullback, Coon's going to be the one probably. I don't, I don't think the UMass kid's going to knock him off. So you got four backs. Maybe there's a spot for one more. Like you said, Lasko has some of that special teams value. Cadet's special teams value kind of goes away with some of these other returners, Jim Kamara on the team. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think they're going to be in a dogfight to kind of keep their job. All right, well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate the time. Yes, no problem. 